We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. and drops back, throws an arching pass upfield, Reggie Townfields gathers it in on the dead run, and races all the way to score for Los Angeles, a 72-yard touchdown play. First down, inside his own five from his own end zone, sacked in a safety on Rudolph, Aaron Donald and Clay Matthews got to him. Inspired by the presence of Captain Jack Youngblood, playing in pain with his broken leg, a savage ram defense. They hand it to Steven. Great jump cut. 45 feet. There's a whole burst to it. 20. Next up to tackle. Runs left. 25 still on his feet. 46-yard goal by number 39. Running back, number 29, Eric Dickerson. Johnny Hecker, a high school quarterback, is going to throw. The fake is on it. He's got a first down to Stephen Bailey. Mike Jones made the tackle. And the Rams have won the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Rams Talk Radio with Derek C. Apollo and Michael Stewart. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. It's Derek C. Apollo with Tommy Avant as we break down a little bit of football from this past weekend. Uh, first things first, though, Tommy, in our intro song, one of the things we hear is Al Michaels talking about when you know, that call from Super Bowl 34, the Rams win the Super Bowl. Did you know that today it was announced that he will not be on the playoff team, playoff announced team for NBC? The great Al Michaels will not be calling a playoff game this year. Yeah, it's it's an end of an era. He, you know, we grew up listening to him um, call games. I I remember when you know John Madden and and Pat Summerall, who I you know they were the voice of football when I was a kid. When we were both kids, we're the same age, and um. That was hard, a hard pill to swallow. Um, this will be the same. But at, at the same time, I have been listening to Al this season, and he's very unenthusiastic. I mean, you don't even know that the team scores a touchdown. That's how unenthusiastic he is. It's hard to listen to. I, I'm not a fan of people working past their expiration date. I don't like seeing quarterbacks do it in the NFL, but getting drug out, you know, I don't like seeing um, or hearing announcers, you know, do the same thing. And he just seems uninterested. It's, it's unfortunate. I don't know that it's uninterested, but you're 79 years old 
calling a game at 11 o'clock at night, man, you're past your bedtime. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, that's a good point. <laughs> you're up past your bedtime. You, you know, you're talking about, you mentioned John Madden and Pat Summerall. They had their expectation, expiration date together. Uh, one of the great teams. But on the same token, there's another great team that was on Monday Night Football at the time. Frank Giffords, Al Michaels, Dan Deardorff. That was a, an amazing team. I was ticked when ABC broke that team up. And even quite frankly, Monday Night Football hasn't been as good since in terms of broadcasting, in my opinion. So those they were they were together with what a decade at least. Yeah. That group. So maybe it is Yamanera. I still love Al Michaels. I but. It just seems kind of salty for it to break in the news the way it has. Like, I guess apparently he heard it from the grapevine. Like, they didn't even tell him, which is kind of what? garbage. Yeah, they didn't tell come him on, outright. Man. Some some reporter asked him about it. Like, here, like, come on, have some class. She's a peach. He's a legend. Do you believe in miracles? That that hockey call, Team USA years ago in the Olympics. That that's I mean that's still an iconic call. There's been plenty of iconic calls. You just hear it in our intro. From Super Bowl 34, and the Rams have won the Super Bowl. That's Al Michaels at his best, and he deserves a little bit better than that. So it's kind of a bummer. Yeah. And Al grew up here and was a Rams fan going to games at the Coliseum. So, yeah, you got to love him, right? I mean, for more reasons than one, but it, it makes it even better knowing that he's a fan and he was so excited when the Rams announced that they were moving back to los angeles because he grew up in the coliseum watching him so it's good stuff man i'm always a huge fan it's a great end you know of an era i mean dude he's just he's a he's the he's the best dude you know what can you say he's up there as one of the best ever you know and mm -hmm. uh, i think i just you know i want to call that out nbc you gotta do better man you gotta treat people better than that so yeah. moving from there over to other stuff before we get there. Here's a word from our sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. So Rams lose in overtime 37 31 on Baltimore on Sunday. I, I'm not angry. I'm not. I thought they were going to get blown out. I'm glad I was wrong. They should have been blown yeah. out. <laughs> you know, you know what sucks is I got upset at this game. I didn't watch it live. I watched the last two minutes of the fourth quarter at Bluey Camp. We're there with the, you know, my son and my wife and, and his friend and, their, and his parents. And we're doing our thing. 
and I, I keep checking the scores, you know, see what, and I'm like, oh my goodness, look how close it is. This is, I got to check this out. So it's the last two minutes and I'm seeing what's going on and I'm like, oh, okay, we, we have to watch this last, this last drive, right? So I get my phone out, log into the DirecTV app, boom, and me and Luis are watching it. And within a minute, I kind of look up and there's like eight dads behind us all mm-hmm. watching my phone. And they're like, oh, hey, is it cool? If yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. And all the wives are staring at all of us, like staring holes through us. And we're like, and I, I look up, I'm like, relax, dude. It's two minutes. It's relax. Two minutes. The kids are playing. They're fine. And, every, and I basically said that for all the dads and all the dads are like, yeah, get them, dude. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I hear Tommy and I look up and it's my man, Bob, the bowler from Twitter, who always comes to the Rams Republic tailgates and hangs out with us. He's there with his kids and his wife. And he comes up, gives me a big old hug. He starts checking out the game. And his wife looks at us and rolls her eyes. She comes to the tailgates, too. She's cool. And she rolls her eyes. Everyone's just rolling their eyes like, oh, my God, here goes the boys. And uh, it was just a great time. And he puts out his phone. He's like, I got to get a selfie with you to prove that we were both here. This is crazy coincidence. It was just it was a fun day. And uh, we had a great time. So back to why I was upset. I get more upset at games like this than I do when we get blown out. Because when we get blown out, I just get disinterested. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. We got like when we're, I was at the Coliseum in 2019 when the Ravens smoked us. And I was sitting in my seat and everyone's all angry. I'm like, they're like, why aren't you mad? I'm like, who cares, dude? We're done. We get, we're cooked. This team is going to keep cooking us all game. I saw it coming in the first quarter. I was like, oh, this mm-hmm. is going to be ugly. And I didn't care because I knew what was coming. And I assumed that that's what we were getting again. First of all, that team in 2019 was better than this Rams team. Okay. And they got tossed up in that game. So I was just expecting the same. The Ravens team is better this time around. Our team is worse. We're going to get tossed up. NFC gets tossed up every single time by the, by Lamar Jackson. Right. So I was chalking it up to, we're going to get blown out. Then we come out. And I I watched almost the first half at home before we left. So I got to watch that. And we come out and we run the ball all the way down the field. And I'm like, ooh, Sean McVay wants to win football games today. Ooh, this is wonderful. And then he gets into the red zone and he, you know, shows that he's Sean McVay. And he throws the ball three times in a row and kicks a field goal like a moron. How does that not infuriate you as a fan? You're going to sit here and apologize for that? Seriously? What kind of human being are you to be okay with that? Be like, well, we almost beat them. We, we played so good. That kind of attitude for me is, is a loser's attitude. Do you think that the, the, the players in the locker room were saying that after the game? We, we competed with the great Baltimore Ravens. We almost did a great job. We almost beat them. No, the players were slamming their helmets knowing they should have won that game. I'm not going to be that fan. That says almost is good enough. It's almost good enough for you in your personal life. When you go to work, when your kids get C's on the report cards. No. So why are you going to be okay with this? It was embarrassing. Yes, the team played great. That's amazing. So why don't you win the game? Why don't you stop doing dumb things and just keep doing what's working? Just keep feeding 
feeding Kyron and Royce until you, you can't feed them anymore. And then you play off of that. You don't go into the red zone, which is the hardest place to throw the ball and throw it against that secondary because you're giving them a short field. And any secondary, anybody like me who played in the secondary, you give me a short field and you're going to throw the ball. I'm going to laugh in your face. Go ahead, throw the ball. See what happens. You ain't going to get nothing. It's like when, when the other team is in the red zone, it's like defending the width of uh, an arena football field, 25 yards wide. I mean, it's not that hard to defend that. It really isn't. It, it, dude, it, may, it infuriated me. I'm sorry, but the fans are all week long. The last two days are just coming after me on Twitter. I, I put out my, my thoughts, and they're just coming at me. How, you're, you're a terrible fan. We, we played so great, and we almost won, and it just shows some promise for the future. Yeah, duh. We know that, dude. Tell me something I don't know. Tell me something I don't know. Of course, that, that's good, that our draft picks are amazing. About damn time. But we should have won that game, and we didn't win that game because of boneheaded play calling, and our secondary was absolute trash. And you know why they were trash? It wasn't just because they weren't playing well. And, you know, in the first half, I saw our safety just getting cooked because they're biting on double moves. First of all, your safety, you're not supposed to ever do that. You're an idiot. They teach you that in youth football. What are you doing? But second of all, I see on passing plays that were rushing sometimes in that game, three defensive linemen. And you wonder why Lamar Jackson was sitting back there with 10 minutes to throw the ball, eating a hoagie at the same time. Bro, they have one of the best offensive lines in the league, and you're going to rush three guys, and four of them were on AD. And number one of the plays, number 52, I don't even know his name because he don't matter to me. Um, couldn't even get off a one-on-one piece of trash. Get him off my team. If you can't win a one-on-one, get out of here, bro. Go back to the unemployment line. I'm just, I'm, I'm hard that way. I'm not some guy who's going to be like, oh, he did okay. No, 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 you're fired. If you're going to build a team and you want to be the best, and you want to win the Super Bowl, don't apologize for nobody or nothing. Okay? Everyone's going to make a mistake here or there. But, dude, we've drafted four DBs and five safeties in the last three years. And they're garbage. Why isn't the kid from TCU even playing? You know what I mean? Like, what are we doing? Let the kid play. You let all the other rookies play. Why isn't he playing? The Tomlinson kid. LT's nephew. Why isn't he playing? That dude is good. I'm sorry for my rant, guys, but I'm not going to accept that crap. That is garbage. We should have won that game. This We were the better team. We had their number, and we... Like what's-his-face said, we let him off the hook. <laughs> Come on, man. You want to, every, all these fans that are getting mad at me want the team to go to the playoffs. They predicted 10-7. and seven. How do you get to 10-7 and seven when you lose a game like this, dummy? <laughs> and then the Packers lose to the sorry Giants on Monday Night Football. <laughs> we had them, and we let them off the hook, dude. So I'm sorry, but um, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, you all right, man? You, you feeling okay? Listen, I needed to get that off my chest. <laughs> These fans are—they're—they're—they're, they're, they're, dude. They're killing me, man. What they're killing world? me with this with this behavior, this 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 C plus attitude. So on my end, the reason why I am saying I'm not mad. Is because 
they they were expected to get blown out of this game. And I took a lot of positives. This is a roster that wasn't meant to be competitive against Baltimore. And they came in there and they played their arches off. Um, I did notice the three straight runs inside the 20-yard line, inside the 10-yard line. I had a major problem with that. And that passes. Yeah, we started three straight passes. I had a major problem with that. Like you, you ran the ball all the way downfield, and all of a sudden you decided you want to pass three times in the red zone. I was about you, to throw my controller uh, through my TV, dude, yep. like I was 17 and again. You're going in the shotgun, you know, you know, you're going in the shotgun for that too. Like, can you even at least look like you might hand the ball off? So that was problematic for me. The coverage, the coverage on that uh, on these deep plays, that's problematic. But it's also, from my point of view. They don't have the personnel to cover man-to-man right now. They just don't. And teams are going to keep exposing that. Sometimes they're able to mask it with zone. Sometimes they're not. And there's the problem right now with not getting a pass rush. I blame the pass rush more than anything. I know you're thinking differently with secondary. Yeah, secondary messed up. But if you have a pass rush, you know you, that, that helps you mask that secondary with all of its flaws. There was very little pass rush on Lamar Jackson in this game, and you needed to you you needed that. But you, why are they did. dropping eight in the coverage and only rushing three? Oh. How do you get a pass rush with three against six? Did did these guys go to third grade? Did they not? Did they not pay attention to math class? Well, you can't beat six with three, dude. But that's th- that is where you know, and I've been a recent defender of Raheem Morris, and the reason why I have been is because again, I, I'll argue the same thing. And my argument is he you can get mad at him all you want, but I think he's actually overachieved with the personnel he has, one, and two, he's limited with the personnel he has. But you what you're describing is a great reason to criticize him was why are you dropping eight and rushing three when the, your one way to really cause problems is to force this guy to run around. Why? Dumbest game plan ever on defense. I'm not, I don't ever listen. I'll give you props when you do good and I'm going to hammer you when you do bad. I don't ever, I, like I said this before, I don't, I'm not looking to fire either guy. I don't want that. I get mad because I want them to be good so they don't get fired. Don't be an idiot. It's not rocket science. Don't overthink it. You cannot rush three against a quarterback. That is a dual threat and as good as he is. I'm sorry, but listen, as someone who played in the secondary, I'm going to make this real simple for you guys. Okay. (laughs) They have a route tree and as, as a defense, you only want to allow the pass catchers to run the original damn route. And when you give them more than two and a half seconds, they get to run a new route. And guess what happens? We got to chase them around like we're in the yard. Like we're at the house playing street ball again. And now I got to chase them around and they're going to run 12 different routes. And you got Zay Flowers out there who is smoking everybody. What are you doing? What are you doing? These idiots are out thinking themselves. They are. They're overthinking this. It's football. It's not hard. Morons can coach this game. It's not that big of a deal. These analytic guys with their little nerderies are ruining the NFL, dude. They're ruining it. Did you say nerderies? Mm Mm-hmm. The geek squad. 
It's exhausting, it, dude. If you have a guy who you can hammer in the run game, like you can just. Two you running just, backs are amazing. Are, they, okay. they did well. This is one, one, by the way, this helps you protect Sam Bradford. Why do I say Sam Bradford? My gosh. <sighs> Matt Stafford. It, it's that. It's getting those late, names man. are just going to always getting, it's getting fumble late. the ball. This is how you protect him. This is how you keep him healthy. It's called a running game. So he's going to throw and drop back 50 times. This is how you keep him healthy. And what do you do? In those moments, like first and goal, you're going to throw three times. And you know first and goal, second and goal, third and goal, these opponents are going to do what? They are going to blitz the bleeping crap out of him. I mean, that's what I do. But I want to point out just one more time. There were a ton of positives. From this game, we're, Dude, we're we're breaking. Of course, down. There they were. were. So they many. They scored thirty-one. Bro, how is that? How do we have? There is a ton of positive. We scored thirty-one points well, no, no, no. on that Listen, defense, I'm not too. arguing with you. I'm I'm reclarifying yeah. in case anybody out there saying these guys are. Listen, it, they they did a lot of great things in this game. Okay, they did. That's why I'm mad. But that's because they did a lot of great things this game. They had victory in their grasp. And these are the mistakes that hurt them. It would have been awful nice in that first quarter to leave with a touchdown instead of a field goal. But wouldn't it have been? Lose the game on a punt return in overtime, really? Yeah. And on, I, I can, I, you know, I can almost understand that. The footing out there isn't great. You get one hole, you're not catching somebody. Okay. What am I really ticked about is your clock management. And, and I know originally the report was, Hey, the re- report was, well, the the headphones weren't working. And then they clarify, like, well, no, he just couldn't hear us. Uh, man, Stafford is a veteran quarterback. What, you don't trust him to call play at the line if need be? You, really? Stafford, go to the line, call play. If you can't hear from, go call the play. I'm sorry, but if my coach is only two years older than me, I'm gonna tell. I'm going to tell you what time it is. I'm like, listen, son, I got this. Relax. I've been well, in the I mean, league longer than it, you have, dude. But, but Matt, you know, Matthew Stafford does deserve criticism for that. If you can't hear the play coming in, you got to be a leader and just go the line and call your play. You're a veteran. You're a veteran quarterback. You are a guy. Is that, did that? Did, wait, did that really happen? Yeah, that's what happened in the game. You're late in the game. This is all about clock management now. Okay, this is what results in the field goal instead of a touchdown. They are. They're. Driving, it's late, and there is apparently word in the street, right? Word is that there was an issue with the headphones, and that's why they couldn't. That's why Stafford couldn't hear the play coming in from, um, from Sean. But then they come out and they basically admit, no, well, wait, no, there was nothing wrong with the headphones. Matt uh, Stafford just couldn't hear him. Well, if that's the case, either way. You should, you know, your quarterback who has been around this league forever and knows this offense should just go the go the line and call play. Trust your quarterback. That's why you got him. That's why you traded away Jared Goff to get him because you are somebody you can trust. So you trust him to go call a play. And maybe Sean McVay did, and Stafford just didn't go call the play for whatever reason. 
he should have gone the line and called play. Who who said this shit? Sorry, excuse my friends, but who said that? Said what? Who was telling people this? Was this in the media conference? I don't this, watch this that crap. This was in the, the conference afterwards, and they clarify all okay. this stuff. Okay, all right. You know, so the, we need to get we need um we need more um media in Los Angeles that have stones because I'm going to tell you right now. I ever get a media pass, and I sit there and I hear that BS. I'm going to raise my hand. And this is what I'm going to say to whoever's at the podium. And I don't give a damn if it's Sean McVay, or Matt Stafford. I will cook you both. You almost raise my hand and say, okay, so what you're telling me is that you're not a grown enough man to call your own play. You've been in the league since 2009 and won a Super Bowl. And you don't have a wrist guard on with all your plays on it to, to make a decision yourself. I wonder what Peyton Manning would have said to that. I'll cook these guys, dude. You got to be kidding me. You're a grown man, 35 years old, been playing football for over a quarter of a century since youth, and you ain't got the stones to do your job? Yeah, well, I got a problem with that. Well, and that's the question. Whose fault is it? Is it? Who? It doesn't matter. That's what I want. It don't matter. The quarterback is the coach on the field. When you walk off the sideline, it's your team now. You own that team, not the coach. I'll look at my coach and give him the middle finger. My house, son. My house. I'm sorry. That's what Peyton Manning did. That's what Tom Brady did. Why do you think they're going to the Hall of Fame? Then take shit from their coach. You know how many times Tom Brady cursed out Bill Belichick on the sideline? A million. That's what I need. I need my quarterback to be like, hey, man, stop. Calm down. Go, go drink some water or something. Chill, dude. I got this. This is what I do. This is the stuff that I can't deal with anymore, dude. I can't. You're a grown man. You're embarrassing yourself. Are you a leader or are you a follower? Which one is it? Because I want my QB to be a leader. Well, that's that's why I want. I would love to have some more information about that, that moment. Like, because in my view, you should have made the call. Get him to the line. Call a play. What information are you looking for? I want to know more about the, what happened out there. Is what I'd like to know. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't make sense to me that, you, you, you know, Matt Stafford didn't go and just didn't go call a play. You know Sounds, like a cop things, Sounds like a cop-out. Sounds like a excuses to me. When things don't make sense, I want to know a little more because it doesn't make sense. This is, oh, yeah, well, he's been calling plays his entire career. So why all of a sudden didn't he call a play? Yeah, there's. I don't know what it is with this franchise. They're shady. They're they're secretive. They lie to the media. They they lie about I mean, players. Honestly, I don't. I mean, I'm in, I mean, I have been in the media. I don't really mind them lying to the media. The, yeah, <laughs> but dude, they, they, they they're lying to your face, and you're asking for more information. I don't need to. I don't need to hear another word out of those dummies' mouths. I know exactly what happened. I've been on the field long enough to play football to know what's what. Doesn't matter what level you play at, it's all football. Okay. Quarterback is the coach on the field. He called the co- the coach calls the play. You go out on the field, the defense breaks the huddle, you get to the line, and you make a decision. Are we running this play or are we checking out of it? It ain't that's those are your only two choices, Derek. That's it. That's it. It should have ran a play. Simple as that. Yeah. Should have ran play. Go up here, dude. You need play. daddy. You need daddy to call the play for you when he's only two years older than you, bro. 
Come on, man. Listen, I love this team. Love them from the top to the bottom, the players, the coaches, everything. But if you think I'm going to sit back and not be honest and not call out the 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 BS, the cop outs, the excuses. Uh, it's not going to happen, dude. I'm sorry. This game should have been won. You guys are talking about I'm like, we're going to go to the playoffs. <laughs> How you go to the playoffs and lose a game like this? Being a dope. We're going to go to the playoffs. We're going to get bounced in the first round. You know why? Because these guys can't get it together. They can't figure out how to call play at the line. They can't. They're worried about their headsets. Eh. Come on, man. Shut up, dude. Stop. I mean, yeah. You got to do it. You got to execute. Did you execute? Nah. Dude, they played so good. The they players. Did. The players, except for the secondary. Well, I'm not even going to call it the corners too much. It was the safeties, dude. They played horrible. But, dude, the offense, oh, good Lord. Playing off the run game, dude, oh, it was like watching a symphony. It was beautiful. It was. And that's why I'm upset, guys. That's why I'm upset because they played so good. One of the best teams in the league. They went to their house and said, y'all want some? Come get some. And boy, was it beautiful. And that's why I'm, I'm upset because I, don't, I didn't grow up in the participation trophy era, dude. You either win or you lose. And like Ricky Bobby said, if you ain't first, you're last. That's how I grew up. Okay? You gave me a participation trophy when I was a kid, I would have smashed it. Get that on my face. You don't get a trophy for losing, bro. That's not how the world works. There's winners and there's losers. There's no in-between, dude. There's no in-between. We need to win. I, I want to win every game the rest of the season. I want to see this team fight like they fought. I want to see them beat the Niners because they should have beat them earlier this season, but the, the coaches didn't adjust to the adjustments in the second half. The 49ers couldn't get any pressure on the Rams. So what did they do in the second half? They started blitzing Fred Warner. And guess what we did? Nothing. We did nothing to combat that. Okay? Coaches, they need to do the little things to get you over the top. We lost that game by seven. We were owning them in the first half, dude. We should have won a lot of these games. But the coaching, and I don't want to hear the refs. I don't want to hear it. They, they, they stink in every game for every team. So shut up about the refs. All right. They're all terrible and I should be fired. Yeah, whatever. End of story. But this team could win. These players are playing better than we all expected, dude. These draft picks are amazing. All these rookies, they're killing it. A, a couple of the guys from, you know, the last two drafts before that are, are contributing. It, it's beautiful to watch this young team kick. But what's not beautiful is their coaching staff letting them down. That I'm not okay with. That this is the year. That those two knuckleheads should be the best versions of themselves, and they're letting the young guys down, hundred percent. I got nothing to say that. Nothing to say that. I'll be at the game on Sunday, drinking beers, having fun at the <laughs> tailgate, and I want to see a beating. I want to see that sorry Commanders team get blown up, dude, because our guys are ready, and I'm sure they're upset that they left Baltimore with a loss because, boy, did they fight. And I am proud of this team, 100%. And my passion comes 
from the love of this team. But I will not accept mediocrity, especially from our head coach and our DC, who's been in the league way longer than a lot of the players on our team. And I need Matt Stafford to be the Matt Stafford he was in Detroit and stop letting Sean McVay tell you what to do. When you're on that field, if you see something you like, go after it. And if Sean has a problem with it after the fact, then you could deal with him and you could tell him, listen, bro, don't tell me how to do my job when I'm on the field. That, that was Jared Goff. Yeah, I'm not Jared Goff, homie. I'm Matt Stafford. You better know your role, son. <laughs> I, I would talk to him that way. You think I care that you're my head coach? No, 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 no. You control freak. Chill. Chill out. I'm not Jared Goff. You don't need to be in my ear. Spoon feeding me with baby food. Okay. I'm Matt freaking Stafford. I won you a Super Bowl year one. You're welcome. Now be quiet so I can go get us another one. That's what I want. I want him to be that guy. I got nothing. I'm just letting you go today, man. <laughs> just letting you go. Uh, I, I had to. And, I, and everyone who's listening to this episode, just listen to my tone. And that's love. That's what real love is. When you get fired up like I have today, that's how much I love this team. Since I was eight years old, I'm 45, man. I I, I know this game inside and out. I'm not going to put up with this garbage, dude. These guys are better than this. I, I, I don't want the, the fun to end. I don't want the winning to end. I don't want eventually no one to lose their job because they can't get out of their own way. I don't want that for these guys. These guys are great. Sean McVay is great. Raheem Morris is great. Be great, dudes. Be great. It's in you. Please, just be the best versions of yourself. These guys need you, man. We need you. Let's go. Got four games left, right? Let's get after it. Four games. All right. So, all that out there. Now that we've talked that one through to death, we beat that horse. Endlessly, we have a couple more things to talk about before we get out of here. Uh, the Seahawks lose to the 49ers this week. That that puts things in perspective in terms of the division. I think right now at this point, uh, you wouldn't have thought when the season started, but I think the Rams are the clearest second-best second team in the NFC West right now, not the Seahawks. That was not how things were supposed to go, not by a long shot. I also would argue that right now, when you look at the standings, Green Bay, Green Bay wet the bed, man. You mentioned that Giants loss. Green Bay wet the met wet the bed. They had every advantage to go ahead and put this away for themselves. They have the easiest schedule in the league going down the stretch. They should be. They should finish the year eleven. They should have finished the year eleven and six. They wet the bed in New York. Um, it was, it, it was an ugly game to watch. And here we are. Playoff standings right now for the NFC has the Rams on the outside looking in at the moment behind Green Bay. But now because of this Green Bay loss, there's there's a lot going there. Now Minnesota just losing Jefferson again. We'll see how he, if he plays this weekend. That number six seed, that's going to be interesting as well. They're at seven since one game up. And then you have also... They just benched their quarterback. Nick Mullins is starting this weekend for, for Minnesota. They're on their third quarterback now. Uh, Seattle is, is falling apart. Hey, Tommy, why does this happen every year, man? It seems like Seattle, Seattle starts, starts well every year. 
and you start getting into that middle to last part of the season, and they fall apart. They've been doing this since pretty much the Super Bowl year. What's going on in Seattle? I don't know, man. Maybe it's time. <laughs> Maybe it's time. And, and my fingers are crossed that they don't <laughs> that they don't get a quarterback in round one this year. Because they could be a much better team if they had a better quarterback. On That's paper, sure. they're a much better yeah. team. Period. Yeah. Yeah. They can't. I don't know if I don't pay attention to Seattle enough outside of the games that we've played them to be able to pinpoint that. If I if I dove into it a little bit, I would. Maybe it's coaching, uh, injuries. I don't I don't know. I, I wouldn't be able to answer that properly. But yeah, they're it, it's wild. I thought they were gonna be much better um than they are. For sure. Yeah, and they can't beat us. They can't beat us at all. <laughs> no matter what. And they should be. They should have been this year. Um, yeah. Looking at Atlanta's right there. They're in the thick of it. They're, that's an interesting team to watch. They're not very powerful offensively right now. They've got a nice young defense. That's interesting. And New Orleans hanging out there at six and seven behind that defense. And we play the Saints here in a couple of weeks. That's something interesting. That So this, this playoff picture is muddled in the NFC to, you know, Right now, I think Green Bay is still in the driver's seat in terms of final record. That that schedule is super easy, but you know the Rams at you know that they're going to enter. They should they, say this again. They should enter the last game of the season against the Niners at nine and seven. And we've already kind of you you marked that as a loss, but heck, we never know these days. You don't know at all. Like, what's going on. Nobody thought right now that right now Philadelphia would be the number five seed. Number five, because Dallas whooped them. And, you know, that's coming off another loss from, from San Francisco. Like right now, this, everything's kind of shifting in the NFC a bit. There's a lot, a lot still to enjoy about this season. Let's just say that. Yeah, I mean, you could say the Packers schedules easy. Mm, I'm not going to say that. Um, the Buccaneers are not I, rolling no, I over said for anybody. I didn't say it's easy. No, I said it's I, easier. It, it, yeah, it, I'm looking at it right now, and I'm going, mm, Tampa Bay is going to give them a fight. And then they got a, two division games to finish it out at Minnesota and against Chicago. Listen, those are – look at what Chicago did to Detroit this weekend, okay? You, you think they're going to roll over for anybody? Mm-mm. Oh, by the way, looking back, looking back at us, and I got you know, if you look at that calendar, and if this is this is a different year, man, if we had a little bit of money in our pockets. I'm looking at the Rams schedule. Then I'm looking at December 30th in New York. And I'm thinking, man, we should go. It's well, actually it's the 31st. It's it's the 31st. New Year's Eve. Yeah, and isn't it? Isn't it kind of tempting to just want to go sneak out there and watch that game? It is. It would be. It would it be. Would but the be. first thing I would do is I would drive south after the game. I would not drive north. <laughs> I won't. I don't want nothing to do with New York City on New Year's <laughs> Eve. Everyone, everyone wearing diapers, pissing on themselves, thinking they're cool in Times Square, bunch of idiots. No, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good yeah. on that. I went to okay when I was 21 or 22. No, 22. I went to Vegas on New Year's um, Eve for the first time ever with my girlfriend, and it was the most miserable experience of my life. It was so crowded and exhausting, and just shoulder to shoulder like cockroaches. It was so stupid. I would never do anything like that again. Not fun. No, even a little bit. Dude, we, we're we not. We just got to win our games. Just all of them. All four. We have. I've already, moved, I've already moved on from that, though. I'm looking at that game saying I wish we can go. 
<laughs> we've been talking about that, right? You and I, we've been talking about it for now on. Well, next year, next sure year we go see one the, road game a year, right? We're going to. Next year, we are. This is going to be an annual thing, okay? When the schedule comes saying, out in May, when the schedule comes out in May, not just us, but I am going to throw down a ground swell. And everyone talks about stadium takeover, stadium takeover. Hey, we're going to, we need to start doing that. This fan base gets nothing but grief from the other 31 teams about how garbage of a fan base we are. And uh, I didn't even know there were Ram fans, blah, 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 all that stuff. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of us, dude. And I think the fans, okay, fine. You can't afford to go to SoFi or whatever on a regular basis. Fine. Just go to one game and go to a road game and let's go take over a stadium. How about we do that? How about you save your coin and we and you go on Expedia and you book a bundle and we go take over somebody's stadium? Just That would be, listen, I have more fun sometimes going to road games with a bunch of people then I do go to home games because we have it, you know, we're lucky enough to have them in our backyard. So we're always there. We're just used to it. But dude, in 2017, we went to Minnesota, a bunch of us, like we, we all sat together too. It was like over 20 of us in one section. And it, we had such a good time the whole weekend, not just the, the, the game itself. It was a blast. We got to start doing this every year now, starting next season. I want to do it. Yeah. I'm looking at the schedule for next year too. It's, it looks like the game has got Detroit for you and me. Yeah, I've already been talking to a bunch of people, including you, and I'm just like fingers crossed when the schedule comes out. It's like in October, you know, nice weather outside. It They're playing in a freaking dome. Yeah, but it, I want to be able to, you know, do a little bit. I know people are like, why do you care about seeing Detroit? It's ghetto. Listen, I don't care, man. I walked around in North Philly. In some of the worst man, neighborhoods listen, listen. with broken windows, just sightseeing because <laughs> I like seeing this man, country. I'm, I've I'm never gonna s- be, I'm going to be real with you. Okay, you come in for the Detroit game, you're going to have more fun looking at the other stuff and not Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm yeah, like I'm saying, I don't mind. I don't I'm mind. Just saying. That city has history. How do we not? Yeah, it, it's called, show it it's some called shootings and it's called shootings and so on and so forth. Um, well, the history part. Remember, the city itself, the Motor City, but most of it's outside the city. Most of it's you know, most of it, like all the factories and so on and so forth that were there and still there, they're not in the inner city Detroit. Matter of fact, right around the stadium, there isn't a whole lot, a few restaurants, but it's, it's not exactly, it's not like Chicago, where if you go to Chicago and Soldier Field, there's a whole bunch of crap within 10 minutes of you, right? In Detroit, it's not that case. But I would say, if you get out a little bit into the outer areas, it's interesting. I'm, I'm just saying. to point that out. That's if, what I want to do. If, you know, but I want to go see in, the cool stuff. So if you come into Ohio and stay with me for, and then we drive up to Detroit, then there's a whole, there's, there's some interesting stuff on the way up there too. But my road point trip. Is, is road trip. Make the movie. Yeah, buddy. Remember the movie? <laughs> oh yeah. Dude, that was, that movie was hilarious. Okay. So, so all, good. you know, but looking and see what else, so, what, what other possibilities, Arizona, yeah, Chicago, hold your field. I mean, that's a possibility, but I think we're going to go Detroit. I, that, that, that Detroit matchup's really intriguing after all the... Uh, well, it would be fun to go to the Detroit game because Stafford, Detroit, golf. Yeah, like, yeah, that would yeah. be cool. I Hang out with the cool. Lions fans when they came. Do you see how many Lions fans, you know, showed up, you know, to the NFC Championship game here at SoFi? I thought that was great. How about New England? it was England? so cool, the solidarity. How about oh, New God. England? 
about going to see see go to MetLife to see him play the Jets next year. Yeah, yeah. Could do, we could do yeah, that. I mean, well, let's see NFC South right now. Right now, they if they have an NFC South opponent, they would play. Just lost that. Okay. Just I had it here. I was staring it down. Now it's gone. They would play in the NFC South. NFC South. I know I'm taking too long. They play Atlanta. I'm not going to Atlanta. Not this time. And then the NFC. I've been to Atlanta when I worked in uh, Alabama, um, helping Verizon and Altel convert their networks to each other. Um, and I went to Atlanta a couple times because it was I had to go over there for some material and whatnot. It was all right. No, I have no problem going, but I'm not going to want to go next year. Not no. playing in Detroit. If we're if we're picking one game a year, it has to be like the best one. You know, it can't just be whatever. We'll get to Atlanta eventually, but I'm sorry. I'd rather go to the Lions game. I would. Just for the whole nostalgia reason and all the switching quarterbacks and mm-hmm. you know, it'd be cool. And the Lions fans are cool, man. I bet they'd have we'd have a blast. Well, they would have a blast. Absolutely. Yeah. How about this 2025 right now? They're scheduled to play. So two years from now, the one to go to. What is the one good news? None of these look good. Probably Tennessee. No, oh, I've Tennessee. been to Nashville. That's a fun town, bro. I spent. Yeah, we, probably Tennessee. When we did, I did two road trips from Philadelphia to Los Angeles. And both times we took two different routes. We took the 70 across, which is the upper route, you know, all the way across through Kansas and Denver and all that. And then we took um, the set, the Southern route too. And we, we went down, we took the 95 through Baltimore all the way down to, you know, cut across and went into Nashville. And we spent the night in there. Cause you know, we spent the night periodically in different towns. Obviously you're not driving across the country one day. We did a couple weeks like two weeks where we just took our time and stopped in different cities, tried food, had a great time. Nashville was a really fun town. And it was coincidentally, we had a really great night because we, 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 we went to the, um, what was it? Uh, the famous barbecue joint in downtown. I think I want to say it's gyms, gyms or something like that, but we went there grubbed. And then afterwards we went to they just, it, it's during the week. I think it was on a Tuesday and we, it's just nothing but country bars playing country music. And I'm not even a country music fan that much, but I don't care. I like to party. So we went in the bars. They were playing country music. Everyone's dancing. We start drinking. I get out there and start dancing with some girls, having a blast. It was so much fun, dude. And then I see the the, the hockey arena right there, which is also downtown on the same street. And I see the sign flashing, WWE SmackDown tonight. And I looked at my so brother you and went. I'm Yeah, dude. <laughs> I looked at my brother and Sup, dude? And he's all, let's go right now. I told my mom and my aunt, hey, you want to go? They're like, let's go. So we all went to SmackDown, dude. Coincidentally, it was awesome, bro. Well, you're having such a fun night. But but the kicker for 2025 will also be there's that AFC North game. There's the AFC North rookie in 2025. So Pittsburgh, Browns, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Cincinnati, all fun. I'll go to either any any of those three I'm in, but I want it to be Cleveland. I just I want to go to Cleveland, the whole Cleveland Rocks, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the you know, the yeah, NFL nice. Hall of Fame, all that, dude. Like that would be amazing for me. And plus I just dig the vibe, you know, the whole 
the whole Cleveland sports scene and their, you know, that's their deal. Like they love their sports teams. They show up, they have a blast. I dig that old school city feel. I've always wanted that growing up in LA. It's different. It's not like that here and it never will be. It's just, it is the way it is, dude. We're just, we are who we are. We love our sports, but mm, not as much as other people do. The, the diehards do. The diehard Dodger fans, the diehard Laker fans, the diehard Ram fans, Kings, so on and so forth. They love their teams. We love our teams. But that's like a very small percentage of us. The rest of them are just fair weather, you know, show up when they're good, not when they're bad, blah, blah, blah. Cleveland, you could win three games 10 years in a row and they'll show up. They will, you know, got to respect it. Well, they, they love this team here. You know, it's a shame all the injuries, but there's still only eight and five. Dude, it's time for us to go, man. We're sitting here shooting the crap. It's time to roll out of here. Fall since we're back this week, uh, later on this week to preview the game this weekend. That wonderful game you're talking about. You know, are you going to be sober for this one? Maybe. Am I going to be sober at the game? (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I crack beers at eight in the morning. Like, no. <laughs> no. no. So this for is the, what I do. For the commanders. I, yeah. I shotgun beers like crazy from like 8 to like 11.30. And then we start breaking down the tailgate, putting everything away, and we go inside the stadium. And that's the last alcoholic beverage I have. I go in there. I drink water and Gatorade. I eat fried foods. And I have a blast. And by the time I walk out, I am bone sober. And I'm not all hungover the next day. It's a perfect way to handle your day when you're 45 and you want to party. <laughs> you got to be smart. Don't be the dummy drinking in the stadium. And then when you're walking out, you're tripping and falling and tearing your meniscus and, and getting into fights. No, 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 no. Go in there and drink some water and chill out, dude. <laughs> the tailgate is for the party. The game, go in there and just enjoy the game and hang out with your friends and have a good time. That's how I do it anyway. All right, guys, follow us on Twitter at Talk Rams. Follow me at DC Paul. Follow Tommy at Ram Tommy in LA. We're looking forward to a great weekend of football. We're getting towards the end. So stay with us. We're out of here. Have a great one. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.